Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, Mr. Return of HLMA Sports with Kevin Taylor as we're rocking the sports bail from the ATL. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. And of course, if you would like to reach me anytime, you can do so on social media at Kevin Taylor. It's where I am on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So thank you so much from wherever you're listening and supporting TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. On this edition of the program, we're going to talk a lot about the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Dream, the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta United. Also, you'll hear comments from Thomas Dimitrov, and Queen of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Clark Atlanta head football coach Kevin Weston will be with us as well as um, Greg Moore, who's the SIC commissioner. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun here giving you the best in sports information as only we can right here on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. So like I told you, we're going to start out with the Atlanta Falcons. They're now in training camp, but there was some big news happening as we went to the latter part of this past week. As very late on Wednesday night, it was announced that Falcons star wide receiver Julio Jones would be attending training camp after it was reported days earlier that he was not because of a contract dispute. Now, an agreement was reached to renegotiate Jones's contract for 2019. Of course, this was a huge aspect to prevent a major distraction and a possible conflict, of course, in the locker room. Jones averages $14.25 million a year. Now, check this out. Mike Evans of Tampa Bay, Jarvis Landry of Cleveland, as well as uh, Sammy Watkins of Kansas City are now making more than Julio. Can you believe that? Those guys don't put up nearly enough numbers or close to the numbers that Julio does on a game-by-game basis or a seasonal basis at that. Last season now, Julio caught 88 passes for 1,444 yards, but only had three touchdowns. So, of course, that number would definitely have to improve if he's going to have his deal renegotiated during next offseason. Let's down here from Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov and head coach Dan Quinn, as they addressed the media on Thursday, and that was the day the players actually reported for training camp. We've been in communication with Julio and his representation all off season. Uh, we were very confident with our, our communication over the off season. Um, as you all know, this is a this is an organization led by Arthur Blank, who believes in culture, who believes in taking care of business, taking care of our people, taking care of the players in the right way, and treating people the right way. Um, because of that culture. Our approach to this, uh, it all fell into line with us, and we feel, felt like we came to a, a good agreement, and we were very creative with how we put this together. Um, this, uh, this adjustment uh, is cap neutral, as, we've, as uh, has been mentioned, and still allows us to continue to focus on the other players that we're focused on signing uh, in the relatively near future. So we feel we're in a really good spot right now. Uh, as you know, we never discussed the specifics of contracts. That said, we are, again, encouraged by, uh, you know, uh, what came out uh, through the decision through last night and into today. Yep. I think that's a, uh, a great example when, uh, you know, when everyone works together, and that's, you know, specifically regarding, you know, Thomas and, and his staff to get going because, um, 
that allows me to focus on the team and training camp, which especially at this time of year, um, you know that's where the focus has to be. So I think it's also why it's so important, um, head coach and general manager and ownership, to have that relationship where you do get to you know work in concert together. And we're fortunate for that because we recognize not every organization has that, and so we both have a lot of gratitude for that. So um, we're ready to get rocking and uh, you know get this training camp underway. Well, training camp is definitely under the way, underway, no doubt about that. Now, both Dimitrov and Quinn, speaking of them, the team announced that they have also signed to three-year contract extensions, and that would keep them together through 2022. And at the end of that season, this when this new uh, extension of a deal will be complete. Now, Falcons owner and chairman Arthur Blank said in a statement, the partnership between Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov has proven to be a successful as we envisioned back in 2000. Now, I believe continuity in leadership is vital to achieving the highest levels of success in any organization, and with these extensions, we ensure these two leaders will be at the helm of our franchise for years to come. Their shared vision and long view plan has already delivered on a variety of levels and has positioned our team for success into the future. My expectations for our team to represent our city and fans well on and off the field remain very high, and so does my confidence in Dan and Thomas to make that happen. So some great words there from owner and chairman Arthur Blank about uh, the two men who are basically, uh, you know, basically overseeing the team with Dimitrov being the general manager and on the field with Dan Quinn for sure. So uh, a lot of accolades there in that statement. So uh, he has a lot of respect for those two men. And of course, that's why this deal pretty much was done to keep them around. Now under Thomas Dimitrov, who joined the Falcons in 2008, helped create the most successful running franchise history, actually. And it included five consecutive winning seasons from 2008 to 12 and three straight playoff, uh, playoff bursts, a first in franchise history as well. He was two-time executive of the year honoree by the Sporting News. One in 2008 and again in 2010, he has brought a team-building philosophy that's centered around building the core of the roster of the draft, and he's added key additions through free agency as well. Now, under Dan Quinn, though, the Falcons are 29-19 and 19 in the regular season. They have two playoff appearances, an NFC title, and the franchise's second Super Bowl appearance, which happened in 2016. Now, he's also 3-2 and two in five playoff games. And check this out. The Falcons were the only, and yes, you heard me right on this, the only NFC team to return to the playoffs for a second consecutive season in 2017. Did you know that? Come on. You know you didn't know that. <laughs> if he stays through the current deal, of course, he will then become the team's longest-tenured longest head coach. Did you know that, too? Mike Smith basically was here seven seasons. Dan Quinn will put him here basically, of course, at eight through this deal. So, you know, I, I I think they are going to be here for the long haul. So all you Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn, you know, doubters, hey, they're in it now for a good while. And there's no turning back on this. So uh, the foundation is there. And, of course, like you heard what I read from Arthur Blank, he, believe in these two men, and uh, the reputation, of course, building a winner starts with them. And uh, with that extension, with that deal that they have to keep them until 2022, that season, 
really solidifies that for sure. So uh, the future is still bright for this team, and uh, a lot is still going to be done with getting this team back into the Super Bowl for sure. Now, also receiving a new deal with left tackle Jake Matthews. Matthews is now 26, and he's played in 63 games with 63 starts. The Falcons are 35-29 with three playoff wins, an NFC title, and a Super Bowl appearance with him on the offensive line. Now, in 2016, Matthews helped the Falcons offense finish second in yards per game, fifth in rushing yards per game, and first in scoring offense. So good news there for Jake Matthews. He signs a new contract as well, getting him solidified on that left side of the offensive line, keeping that intact. Now, like I told you, training camp is in full for training camp news from Flowery Branch. Tat McKinley and Calvin Ridley, they left practice early with minor injuries on Saturday. But Coach Dan Quinn in his press conference said he'd let the media know more on Sunday. But, you know, in the practice, it looked to be minor, but as I just said, more information will be given on Sunday. Also on Sunday, the team will hold a practice session at Mercedes-Benz Stadium at 12.30 p.m., and the team will hold their first practice of training camp in pads. And they will have an emphasis on the red zone, as according to Coach, after practice on Saturday. So uh, things are taking shape as they get ready to prepare for their first preseason game coming up a week from this coming Thursday against the New York Jets of the Netherlands. Now, recently, the SIAC, they held their football media day at the College Football Hall of Fame. Clark Atlanta, of course, will want to improve on their 5-6 and six record from a year ago. The team is led by quarterback Jonathan McCrary, who threw for 2,400 yards last season. It's over 2,400. Uh, 2,445 to be exact. He averaged about 245 yards a game, in which was first in the conference. The offense was second in the conference, averaging 26 points a game. But the defense, the defense was second in the conference, and instead they can't be proud of. That's they gave up 28.7 points a game, which basically translates to 29 points a game. So, of course, when your opponent makes more or she's more poised than you, you know, you're not going to come there and record show that. Now, here's head coach Kevin Weston. As I caught up with him at the College Football Hall of Fame during the media day. And he basically going to outline what he expects from his team this season. expect us to be playing faster. You know, we recruited to get more speed on the field. Got our receiver Josh Banks back. That's very big for us. And, uh, you know, we look forward to flying around. But the biggest deal with us is we've got to stay healthy. We had the fast start a year ago, had a couple of injuries. Even our quarterback, John McQuarrie, the hamstring was pretty tight on the last uh, three games of the season. All right, so if Jonathan McQuarrie can be very healthy all throughout the season, they get a good running attack, and this team, they're going to do very well, I'm sure, in the SIAC Eastern Division of the conference coming up this season. Now let's hear from SIAC with his view on the upcoming football season. Well, you know, we're excited. You know, football has uh, been a, you know, we had a very strong season last year. Uh, you know, to see, obviously, is good every year. Miles is very good. Albany uh, started off very strong. So, uh, Fort Valley was in the championship for the uh, second year in a row. So, you know, Clark has gotten stronger. All of our 
schools are really uh, showing great strides. So we're looking for a uh, very competitive year this year. And I really do believe it's going to be a very competitive season as well. And uh, Clock and Ladder, their season kicks off at 7 p.m. on August 30th. That's a Thursday night. And it's going to be on the road against Mississippi College. Can anybody guess where Mississippi College is located? Give up. Clinton, Mississippi. If anybody knows where Clinton, Mississippi is, let me know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is where you can find me at Kevin Taylor. It's Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Rocking the sports bell from the ATL, giving you the best and latest of sports information. Of course, we're going to give you the latest information of recapping what just happened here at Atlanta Sports. And so much is going on as we're in the heart of summer now. So much to do in Atlanta. So many places to go. But can you believe this is the last weekend? As we record this program on Saturday, July 28th, can you believe that this is the last weekend for a lot of school systems to have summer vacation? A lot of school systems are going back the middle part of next week. Can you believe that? Right at the beginning of August. I've never seen that before. The earliest I went back was the third week of August when I was in school so many years ago. But I think it was like a senior in high school, you know, it was like the 21st, 22nd, something like that, you know, like the uh, third Wednesday, or uh, could have been the fourth Wednesday of the month, or something along those lines, you know, like the middle part of the month, just like they're doing in some school systems here. Instead of Atlanta Public School, they go back actually Wednesday, August 1st. So, like I said, this is the last weekend of summer for a lot of school kids. So, Wow, you know, it really, it really did go back quick. And, of course, you know what's right around the corner, high school football. So that will be kicking up during the month of August as well. So uh, preparations are being made down as well on the high school level. So not just um, with the Falcons, but uh, high school camps getting ready. Now, your locally college camps will be starting. Uh, Georgia State, they go to a camp coming up uh, this week, as well as Georgia Tech will be in camp this week, so um, uh, so they'll be having their media days as well. So I'll be bringing you more information about uh, you know what's going on as they start their uh, preseason preparations as well. So uh, a lot of fun times because Atlanta, as well as the state, it's just you know when football season is here, it's just like you just can't get enough of it. Like you know Thanksgiving and turkey. Well, for some you know don't eat turkey, you know. I, you don't know what you're missing. But at the same time, you just can't get enough of it. <laughs> but uh, a lot of a lot of fun here as we get into the football season coming up. But at the same time, basketball, still some big news from the Hawks. They they had a big story this week as they were involved in a three-team trade. And, uh, you know, I've always wanted to see Carmelo Anthony in Atlanta Hawks uniform. And right now, Technically still in Atlanta Hawks. The reason why I say technically is because the word is that he was going to be waived. It just hasn't happened yet. But the Hawks acquired Carmelo Anthony and a protected 2022 first-round draft pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder, along with Justin Anderson from the Philadelphia 76ers, Mike Muscala, who was a role player for the Hawks. He went to Philadelphia, and Dennis Schroeder 
went to Oklahoma City. You hear me right. Dennis Schroeder went to Oklahoma City, where he'll be playing with Russell Westbrook. So are you going to move Russell to the two guard and have Dennis as your starting point guard, or are you going to have Dennis coming off the bench? Interesting question. So I guess we'll find out as the season gets closer. But uh, Travis Link, general manager and head of basketball operations for the Atlanta Hawks, said in a statement, on behalf of the Hawks organization, I'd like to thank Mike and Dennis for their contributions to our team over the last five years. Both players worked extremely hard to develop and improve throughout their careers in Atlanta, and each had a special connection with our fans. We wish them all the best moving forward. So, I, you know, you can just tell that when Travis Link was brought in, he wanted to basically his own team coming in, his own players, his own team. And, of course, Dennis did that role of the identity that Travis Link wanted to have. But, of course, the possible, the, the felony conviction, even though there's just charges right now against Dennis Schroeder, does not help. Uh, for a uh, brawl that he was involved in, a fight, rather, that he was involved in um, in the metro Atlanta area of uh, Brookhaven, uh, Georgia, uh, over a year ago. Uh, that is not helping me either. But at the same time, Dennis did contribute, coming off the bench early in his career and as a starting point guard when the team uh, traded Jeff T. But, um, you know, it's a new identity, a lot of young players. But the team also actually – Drafted Trey Young, you know, so we're going to see what he's going to be like uh, on the court as well as off the court in the community. So they're moving on in a new direction. Young core players that, you know, they want to have here and build a foundation with for a winning tradition for a lot of years. And also, the Hawks signed Vince Carter. That Vince Carter, not the one who's going to be the slam dunking Vince Carter, probably, but the Vince Carter they're going to be calling upon to provide leadership for these young guys. Was Vince Carter the right guy to do that? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Will Vince Carter probably get a lot of playing time? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But at the same time, he will be a good, stable voice in the locker room because I actually said that how can these, how can this team manage on the on a lot of First and second year players. I mean, John Collins, even though he's doing very well, he's a second year player. Tyler Dorsey is a second year player. Kevin Horner, just drafted. Omari Spellman, just drafted. Um, you know, you, you have to have some type of veteran And that is where Vince Carter is going to be coming into play. Now, Kent Bazemore, still right now, you're probably your starting shooting guard. But hey, another deal could be made. Hawks have brought in Jeremy Lin, possibly to compete with the starting point guard position, possibly to be coming off the bench as a six-man. All this will be determined pretty much when the teams go to camp at the end of September. But at the same time, Jeremy Lin, I think, will pick up Vince Carter. If they're asking him to, you know, be a role player, you know, come in maybe in a light role and, and provide that, that better leadership in the locker room, good choice. You know, so uh, Vince, I don't think he's going to be able to provide that explosiveness, but at the same time, he's going to come in, play a pivotal role, 
give you a few minutes, a couple of fouls, possibly. I think, yeah, he's the guy. But, uh, you know, he really could be a good influence with some of these young guys. So time will tell. Uh, but, um, you know, again, the Hawks are just going in a different direction. They are trying to build for the future and not for now. But wouldn't it be something if this young team exceeds our expectations and does well? And I don't think and make the playoffs? Wow, wouldn't it be something? Mm. Well, we may be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. But the main thing was Carmelo Anthony <laughs> – is still with the Atlanta Hawks. And, uh, uh, but like I said, the word is that he will be waived, but the the, the deal was just completed this past week. And um, about, uh, let's see, how many career games Carmelo played? Uh, 1,054. And they were all starts with Denver, New York, and Oklahoma City. Anthony has averaged 24 points a game, seven rebounds, and three assists, and one steal in about 36 minutes. And, uh, of course, he was drafted third overall by the Mexicans in 2003. Last season, though, he averaged 16 points, six rebounds a game. So those were some dramatic lows in his career. Anderson, in 168 career games, 19 starts with Dallas and Philadelphia, is averaging six points, three rebounds in about 14 minutes a game. Uh, last season with the 76ers, he put up six points in about two rebounds in about 14 minutes a game. He was originally drafted by Dallas in the first round, 21st overall, in the 2015 draft. Now, Mike Muscala, he appeared in 243 career games, 18 starts for the Hawks, averaging about uh, just over five points a game and three rebounds in about 15 minutes. And uh, Schroeder, he played in 352 career games, 161 starts, and he had about 13 points a game, five assists, and three rebounds in about 24 minutes. He was selected by the Hawks with the 17th overall pick in the 2013 NBA draft. So we want to wish Dennis Schroeder and Mike Muscala all the best as they move on now to their new teams, and hopefully hey, they'll do very well. And uh, good group of guys, and, um, you know, you always want to see them do well and wish them the best because, hey, that's what they, they put on the court was their best. So uh, we want to see them continue that, that trend of improving and uh, uh, getting uh, better as the season will go along because these are still two young men who, um, you know, have a lot of seasons and a lot of years ahead of them, as well as welcome Justin Anderson to Atlanta as well. So we want to uh, have him put his best on the court. No doubt about that, that he will for sure for Coach Pierce and his staff as well. Now, uh, in more basketball news, but this time it's on the women's side. The Atlanta Dream. You know, they're the hottest team in the WNBA. No, I'm not saying that because of their gorgeous looks, but they've won eight straight games. If you didn't know that, recognize now. The Atlanta Dream have won eight straight games. The Dream are now 16-9 and nine on the season, have the second-best record in the league, and the best record in the Eastern Conference. Yes, they do. And the second-best record in the league. Yes. They have the second-best record, uh, actually, in the league, and they have the best record in the Eastern Conference. And um, right now, at the All-Star break, Tiffany Hayes, who a lot of people feel like she should have made the All-Star team but did not, uh, she leads the team in scoring with 17.2 a game. Then it's 
actually all-star Angel McCautry. Angel made the all-star team. And uh, last check, I think she finished with 10 points uh, because the all-star game was today. Um, she has 16 and a half points a game that she's averaging right now. The Dream will return to action on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, July 31st at home in the chemistry pavilion against Washington at 7 p.m. So come on down to the chemistry pavilion on the campus of Georgia Tech and cheer on the Dream as they go for nine straight wins. Then the Dream will host Chicago on Friday night at 7 o'clock, again at McKimmish Pavilion, and then they'll travel to Minnesota to take on the Lynx next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So the Dream playing very well. Nikki Cullen has the ladies having a lot of confidence, a lot of aggressive play, and, you know, they're just doing very well. So, uh, you know, the Dream, I, I'm very excited for them. So as they go into the second half of the season, I'm pretty sure that they'll be able to keep up that aggressive style of play to get more wins for sure. Keep that confidence going as well. Hopefully we can uh, be able to talk to uh, Coach Cullen, Coach Nikki Cullen. This is our first year with the Dream and uh, on the uh, upcoming edition of the program. So I'm going to try to work that out as well. It's Taylor Main Sports with Kevin Taylor. Rocking the sports down from the ATL. And you can reach me anytime, anywhere, any place. All on social media at Kevin Taylor, 98, Facebook, Twitty, Twitter, Twitty. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Check me out, all right? Now, the Braves, before we get into the team, actually, we got to say congratulations to Chipper Jones. It's his big day this coming Sunday. Chipper, on Sunday, will be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Congratulations to CJ10. It's a well-deserved honor for Chipper. He played 19 seasons and finished his career with a 3-on-3 batting average, 468 home runs, 1,623 RBIs, 150 stolen bases, and a 401 on base percentage. He played in 12 postseasons with a 287 average, a 409 on base percentage, 457 slugging percentage. He played in one National League wild card. That was actually his last game as a professional. 11 National League divisional series, six National League championship series, and three World Series on the course has one World Series title. Chipper played 19 seasons for Atlanta, and when I was doing local radio here in Atlanta, he was always willing to talk to me post-game for a comment, and uh, well-deserved, and uh, glad to see Chipper going into the Hall of Fame. I was very happy for him and also his family. So, Chipper, congratulations, and I know the best is still yet to come for you as well uh, off the field. So, uh, congratulations, Chipper Jones on this well-deserved moment. The Braves, though, they have not played well since the All-Star break, but they are 54 and 46. They're second in the NL East, two and a half games behind Philadelphia. They are in a four-game homestead against the Dodgers right now. On the Cardinals, off a four-to-one loss on Friday against Clayton Kershaw. He looked good. Max Fried returns to the rotation for Saturday's game, which will be beginning with just a few minutes at 7:10 Eastern. And Sean Newcomb, he'll be the starting pitcher in Sunday's contest. At 135, the Braves finished the series against the Dodgers on Sunday, then played a three-game series against Miami at 7.35, Monday through Wednesday at Suntrust Park, and we hit the road on Thursday to start a four-game series against the Mets, of course, in New York. And finally, the Five Stripes, the United United, they're north of the border tonight for a match against Montreal. That will be starting right about now, about 7 p.m., 
and the United are 13, 5, and 4 on the season and lead New York FC by point 44 to 43. After tonight, it'll be the all-star break for them. The all-star game will be right here in Atlanta next week, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium on August 1st. And, of course, like I said, you can check me out on social media. I'll be bringing you information from the Major League Soccer All-Star game as well as to some of the events leading up to the game as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun next week covering that and also just some of the other local events that are taking place and also teams like the media days with Georgia State, Georgia Tech. So just check me out on social media, Kevin Taylor 98. You know, I bring you the latest there as well. That's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully everyone is doing well and that you're having a great summer and you continue to have a great weekend. Never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until the next time, my friends. I'm out.